Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. Delighted to have you join us this morning on this, the first day of spring, the 2nd of February, the Feast of the Presentation. Welcome into the studio, and good morning, Anne. Good morning, John. How are you this morning, the first day of spring? It's lovely, isn't it? Uh, Great. Thanks be to God, the years are the years really getting on. Yes. A very anyway, special welcome to those people who are at home, uh, who one reason or another are ill, housebound, maybe you can't get out of bed, you can't get out of the house this morning. We often say this programme is very much for yourselves. For those who are listening to us on, our, on the internet, on our, on our blog, on our website, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. And also there are those people who listen to us tonight and I repeat program at 11pm and you're all very welcome and thank you indeed for joining us. So at the start of each program, Anne has lit a candle as usual and that's to remind us that we're in this sacred time together whether we're driving or resting maybe we're just lying in bed this morning not feeling so well wherever we are we've asked the Holy Spirit to stay with us and we know the Holy Spirit will be with us throughout the program. Uh, the presentation of the programme this morning will include the second part of the interview uh, that I started off last week with Ed and Fiona Collins of the Emmanuel Community. Um, we'll have the Gospel, uh, Geraldine Creighton, from, actually from Emmanuel, will be joining us in part three, where we'll read and reflect on the Gospel of the day and go through some of the saints. Again, comments about the programme would be most welcome and better still. We'd love to hear about your suggestions uh, and maybe contributions that listeners would like to make for the development of the programme and maybe uh, things that you'd like to hear yourselves. So please do either phone the station during the week on 69 and pass a message onto Sacred Space or maybe drop a line to West Limit 102 Radio Shane's Road, Newcastle West or you can contact us by email and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com And thanks to all those people who continue to comment about the programme, uh, comment to ourselves as we meet them on the street, and also for those people, most importantly, who pray for us. So at this part of the programme, I'd like to uh, ask Anne to pray our spiritual communion prayer for us. And this is what we a prayer that we pray each Sunday morning, and that's to remind us, um, or help those especially, who can't receive Jesus in the most blessed sacrament this morning at Mass, but would really like to receive Jesus' spirit on into their soul. So I will ask you to read this, please. My Jesus, I desire to see to receive you into my soul, since I cannot now receive you sacramentally. Come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. And thank you very much, Neil, for that. And um, so this morning we'll have a piece of music from uh, John Michael Talbot from his album uh, Pathways, and this one is entitled "Come to the Quiet." So listen. <laughs>
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space and West Limerick 102. Uh, at this point of the program, we'll continue on where we left off last week. If you remember, we had the first part of the interview that I had with Ed and Fiona Collins uh, of the Emmanuel community, the story where they met. Um, Ed fell for Fiona. Fiona wanted to go ahead and find her freedom, stay with her freedom. Uh, they ended up um, getting married, a beautiful story. Where we left the story last week was uh, Fiona was off to France looking for a place um, to, to, to buy, to buy a house. Uh, and the auctioneer had told at that particular stage uh, that when a house becomes available, they'd be in contact. So let's hear now uh, part two of that particular interview. So we went off then, my parents went home, Ed and I went to Rome for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And we went back home that year again a little bit despondent and a little bit down thinking there's another year we haven't got anything and, and, and I forgot totally about mm. the estate agent and, and okay yeah and then friends of mine invited me along with my mother and some of my sisters or three sisters and a niece to spend some time with them in Brussels and in the school where I was teaching a good mm. friend of mine who was also a French teacher said Fiona why are you going with your family to Brussels sure why would you not take them to Paris don't mm. you love Paris and you mm. can show them Paris and I said right enough mm. why am I going to Brussels when I could be going to Paris so mm. we changed our plans went to Paris mm. we just booked the tickets and two days after we had the tickets and all booked the letter came in from the estate agent mm. saying little house for sale Lovely garden and two apple trees in the garden. So once I heard the apple trees, that was me. Wow, he was old. <laughs> I'm here. And so I phoned him from yeah. school. I yeah. asked permission to phone from school. Yeah. And I said, you'll never believe it. I'm coming over to Paris with my family yeah. and we'll get the train down and we'll have a look at the house. Ed and I wasn't coming with me, so I was with my yes. family. Which we did. We went to Paris with my mother and my sisters and my niece. And my sister then decided to come with me because it was quite expensive to take the train right down yes, to Burgundy. Yes. So we left them all in Paris and we went down to Burgundy for the day to look at this house. And I was quite nervous as mm. Ed wasn't with me. And we were mm. on the bus on the way out to meet the estate agent. And I said, now God, and you're probably not meant to do this either, but I did it. <laughs> I said, God, give me a little sign. <laughs> do it every day. Do, do it every day. Got a big sign, just a little sign. You got it. <laughs> and I said, a Hail Mary. Yeah. Um, with my mind's eye, yeah. not with my two physical eyes, yes. but in my mind's eye, I saw a crucifix, black and white picture of a crucifix above uh-huh. the bed. Uh-huh. So I didn't say anything to my sister who was beside me on the bus. We went, met the state agent, and he brought us out to the farmer and his wife. Mm. And we were, it was a glorious day, the end of October. The sun was shining, mm. crisp and bright and beautiful. Beautiful. And mm. the farmer and his wife were very friendly, and they spoke to me in French, and my sister was mm. beside me. And it was the most beautiful smell, and she couldn't get over it. Neither could I, I could smell it. But obviously they couldn't, because they said, that's a lovely smell. Mm. And all three of them, the estate agent and the farmer and his wife, were saying, oh yeah, that's just a country smell. Mm. But it was mm. beautiful. Anyway, we went over to the little house, which was only 22 square metres then. Just like one, like a little garage, the size of a garage. 22 square Yeah, that's And we opened the front door, everything was in the one room bed and all. I looked across, the bed was in the corner, and there was a crucifix wow. above the bed. Wow. And I said to my sister, this is our house. 
So there you have it. You have to You have. Our lives change for the better. Big time. <laughs> Big time. The sacred heart. So, at this stage, you are now informed that you're the proud owner of a house in France, is that it? And you know, John, the, the, we started off with Our Lady of Fatima. Yeah. That's right. We've ended up with Pile of Money, the Sacred yeah, Heart. Yeah. And yeah, the St. Louis de Montfort, yeah. he says to Jesus through, through Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a kind of a way, our, our, our faith journey yeah. has also been through the Immaculate Heart of Mary to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You know, from, from Fatima okay. to, to Parinomonium. So now you've got the house? I've got the house. And we're still a little, well, I, personally mm. speaking, still a little bit obstinate, I suppose, mm. as far as God's concerned. We, we started going into Parinomonium, which, um, as I say, is the shrine of the Sacred Heart. Yeah, yeah. And the manual community that they have been given guardianship of Parilimonial. Mm -hmm. So they run what they call sessions every summer. Mm -hmm. There's a big tent in the gardens and about 5,000 people come to each session, families, okay. people, young people, all mm -hmm. sorts of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have mass and adoration. So we used to go in there simply because they did the cheapest cup of tea in town. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> so we went there quite huh? regularly. And the old time we would have gone into the tent where people were, you know, giving their testimony mm -hmm. or there was masks and all, but we always sat at the back near the door so that we could make a quick exit. Anybody approached us. Yes, yes. I still had this whole thing about freedom and I didn't want to be tied to Yeah, okay. And it was amazing the coincidences that happened and the people we met and met from one year to the next just happened to bump into which I now realise you know weren't coincidences and these testimonies were all in French they're all in French do you want to do the translation for yourself okay okay, yeah. okay. Uh, now this, this you know just going back to the life in, you know, life in the spirit experience that you had and the seminars were you sort of practising any of those things or were you, were you reading scripture a bit more at this stage or you know Straight after no, not either. really no. no I was okay. fascinated by people's okay. stories okay. but I didn't think that God would ever be interested in this yes. although I desired it and in my heart I didn't like think yourself. God would okay. have taken an interest in me ok so Palais de Manuel and the, and the Emmanuel community this is where you're not, you are now at the moment right? that's right because you'd be coming over to there each year I suppose from 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 the north of France it was unusual even whenever we tell the story about how we found the house, mm. we found the house first mm. before we met Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we were guided to that house first. Yeah, yeah. And it took us a few... Uh, well, we wanted to find out, because you hear so much about cults and sects and things yes, like that, yes, you know, and yes. all this brainwashing that sometimes go, go, goes on. Mm -hmm. So it took us years to really suss out the manual community. Yeah. We really wanted to know what what is what is what is their driving force. Who is in fact one said who runs the manual community? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girl said the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. wow! And I thought that's wow. a good answer. <laughs> you used to go to the to here each year and listen to these testimonies and these wonderful talks that you were getting each year. Did you ever? visit any other communities maybe back home to get the same sort of experience you know to, to evaluate one with the other 
Do you know what I mean? In my, oh, early, yeah, in my early days, John, I was involved in the, in the Focolari movement. Okay. So it was, you mm. know, and mm. I mean, that was based on scripture as well and, mm. and, and the prayer groups, but it just, it just wasn't my way. Okay. So it came to a point when you said, okay, the Emmanuel community, we're yeah, here. We're, really. we're here. That's, yes, but before that, I mm. have to just add in mm. the Emmanuel community came to Belfast to do a mission. Okay. Not in the parish where we were living, uh, okay. but in the school where I was teaching, okay. in the parish okay. where my school was. So I went just to welcome all the French people coming from mm-hmm. France and the Emmanuel mm-hmm. community, and then they invited us to the mission. Okay. And so the mission was very similar to what you... The very first sermon in the mission St. Anne's, and, and, and it was amazing. The priest, the sermon was about coincidences. <laughs> and he started off his sermon, and he said, do you know, he said... It is no coincidence that you are all here tonight. And I'm saying to myself, <sighs> if, you only do, if, talking if, again. <laughs> if you only do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the, the more we got to know the manual community, the more we realised how it was a vehicle for getting you closer to God. Mm-hmm. The, the, the charisms of, of adoration compassion mm-hmm. and evangelization mm-hmm. uh, those are three things that appeal to me yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, because I realize that you can't really have a relationship with Jesus in the, unless you get to know him mm-hmm. and one of the best ways of getting to know the personal Jesus is through adoration yeah mm-hmm. and then through the adoration you realize you know, there are people out there that need help. Yes. Mm. You know, mm. and one of the things you also discover, and I only discovered this through the Emmanuel community, was how much people are thirsting for God, yeah. but won't admit it. Mm. You know, we're searching, we're going for the drugs, we're yeah. going for alcohol, we're going for the internet, we're going for Facebook. Shopping. We're, we're going I'm shopping, sorry. yes. <laughs> Has been known, <laughs> but we're going to all these different places, mm. searching for this elusive happiness, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yet, what they're really, what we're really searching for, is God. Yeah. You know, deep down inside, um, people do have an emptiness. Yeah. That they're trying to fill all the time, mm-hmm. and there's only one person that can fill yeah. that emptiness. Yes. And I think it's, you know, it was through the manual community that I discovered here, we have to help people to realise that this emptiness can only be filled by God. So did you join? So so you joined? Well, it took us about three, four years. Didn't mm-hmm. We didn't join now later. We were still very worried. You were still, you were still working away. These we guys really need to be sustenance. Okay. We went to the first community weekend in Dublin. Then we went home and went to a community weekend in Dublin. Okay. And we were a bit anxious, I suppose, okay. before we yeah. went. Yeah. You know? yeah. But we went anyway and we had, you know, a great time. We, we enjoyed it uh-huh. and I remember walking away from the community weekend saying 
we got away, we escaped. Nobody put any pressure on us. That yes. was the beauty yeah. of it all. Yes. You yeah. know, we still had Especially for yourself now, your freedom. That's right. Mm. We still mm. had our freedom. Mm. But they definitely had a joy. Yeah. We knew that we were in the right place. Uh, okay. We just kept resistant for that little bit okay. longer. Okay. You know. okay. And eventually? You eventually, decided... we took a step into the community because we were realising that it was through the community that we were getting closer to God. Yeah. Mm. If we weren't getting closer to God, there was no point in, you know, taking no. a step in the community. Mm-hmm. But it's through the community that you realise, that we realise, that we're getting closer to God. And also, if it's an opportunity to help other people as well. And this was through those three things. The adoration. Eucharistic, well, adoration, compassion, compassion and evangelisation. They, they were yeah. strong on that. You didn't see that in any other community or any other organisation that you'd witnessed in within your life, but for some reason this touched you. It really, yeah. You made the step anyway to join, to, uh-huh. to join, which involved just being in front of the Lord and saying, for one year, dear Lord, we're going to be part of the Mandel community. We're going to fulfil our promise to adore you every day to go to Mass to praise to be compassionate to those that we meet mm-hmm. and to try and bring others closer to you to spread the good news beautiful you know and then you renew your commitment at the end of each year of December you know? and the beautiful thing about that would be that, that because you are within community the encouragement that you encourage get. each other. That's yeah. right. We have we have a what what is known as mezzanine, um once once a week. Um, because we're spread out north and central Ireland and down south we meet well we meet in the north. There are one, two or six of us meet in the north um, once a week. And we just share how we're living those charisms of adoration, compassion, evangelization, mm-hmm. and we encourage each other, and we have praise, and we pray, and we take a word from the Bible, um, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us, and we pray for each other as well, mm-hmm. and I think that's very important that you know that mm-hmm. there are people praying for yeah, you, wonderful. you know? and then we have the, the community weekend, once once a month, and we go to the Tallis Shopping Centre on the Saturday, um, for me, I I would be very, um, I suppose, introvert. Fiona's the extrovert. She loves people. Mm-hmm. I'm a wee bit more introverted. You've still got to convince me of that, but go on and... <laughs> <laughs> No, but it was, it was hard for me to go to a shopping centre and to complete strangers encourage them into the oratory, to adoration in the oratory. But what amazed me was the reaction of people. Now, we've been doing this for four years in Tala, and not once have we ever had any abuse from anybody. Um, the Tala Shopping Centre now have given us a table outside Debenhams, mm-hmm. and Fiona and the community would give out candles and we invite people to go down to the oratory to, um, just to say a prayer maybe for someone that's sick, to make a petition or to take over the scripture. 
And it's amazing how many people are willing to do that. And you can see the thirst. Would you see them then sort of coming back to you then? Week after week? Again, thank you very much indeed for the encouragement you gave me last time. And Do you know, the, 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 there was a woman, just just a, a quick example, just just, uh, just before the summer there, we were there was a woman laying down with her with her shopping bags, and you could see in her face that she had the worries of the world carried on her on her face and her shoulders. And we happened to say to her, "Would you like to pray for somebody?" And at first she said, "No, no, no," and then she walked on a little bit, and then she came back and she took the candle and she said, "Well, where's your oratory?" I says it's down beside the post office, and she went down, and she went into adoration, and I met her afterwards, and her face was totally changed. Mm-hmm. She had a big smile on her face, and she says, "You know, those twenty minutes for me were priceless." Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you very much for sending me down there. Wonderful. And you know. That made mm. a whole day, probably. <laughs> so your experience now that you've joined the Emmanuel community, Fiona? Well, I would say, as Edmund has already mm. said, that for me it was a vehicle of really developing yeah. my personal relationship with Jesus, yes. who is alive and well, mm-hmm. and very much so. Mm-hmm. And I found through the Emmanuel community what I thought, in fact, that I was going to lose, which was freedom. Yes. And freedom, that true freedom now, that only really... The Lord can give. Yeah. I can imagine somebody letting you loose inside and tell her shopping centre. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do enjoy it. John, she's on fire. I say, no, 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 being there and, and doing what you're doing within the tele shop and said, you know, the, the authorities there don't have a problem with you doing what you're doing. I think there's an element of trust. Good. Uh, I think initially you, you have to let people know that you're not a weirdo set. Yeah. That you're That's not putting pressure on people, yeah. mm. that you're not forcing people, that you're just encouraging people. Mm. You're there, you, you've made yourself available. Yeah. I think that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody might be struggling, somebody somebody might have a question and no doubt maybe there's times when people come up to you and they say, Listen, I've got this I've got this problem with, with the church or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And if you guys weren't there, they wouldn't have had that opportunity to express that maybe. Maybe they were afraid to go to church. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're afraid to go to mass. Mm-hmm. Maybe afraid to go to that oratory. Mm-hmm. But that little candle, that little quiet well, word, whatever September. Mm-hmm. There were fifty five candles at the end of the day which meant that 55 shoppers had taken a little bit of time mm-hmm. out of their shopping just to be with the Lord, even if it was only for a few minutes' time. You know, and, and that's really encouraging. Mm. So it is that you have, you have people who mm. are willing to spend even a little bit of time with the Lord. And does this same experience happen elsewhere, outside of the teller? I mean, would it happen around the Midwest or Cork or Limerick or... I don't know. Maybe it's about... Uh, well, maybe we to find out that. You need, you need people down here maybe to do it. We've asked, we've asked the Lord for 300 people by the end of this year to help us in our work. Okay. 
So uh, I think by June, John, there are going to be 300 new <laughs> members in the Manual community. Now, that just, you, talk, you talk about coincidences because my next question was going to be that if somebody was interested after listening to you guys, were a little bit more interested in the Emmanuel community and what you're all about. Maybe it's fair now at this stage I should introduce again and welcome again Geraldine Creighton yes, to the program again because Geraldine's been with us before and the Emmanuel community. These guys, thanks a lot for introducing us to these guys now today, Geraldine. But Geraldine, if somebody wanted to get a little bit more, to find out a bit more about the Emmanuel community and so on and so forth, how would they do it? Well, I suppose we have a, a, web, a website. Which is? EmmanuelCommunity.ie. Okay. So uh, that's available online. And if you want to email, they can go at uh, info at EmmanuelCommunity.ie. And that gets to me, actually, directly. Okay. So um, the, the website is there to give some information. Um, we, we're here in Limerick. The Emmanuel okay. Community, as Fiona Ned said, mm-hmm. up in Belfast, centrally down the southeast and here in Limerick. So we have a little prayer group operating out of the pastoral centre. We're there on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month in Denmark Street Mm -hmm. in the the prayer room there. Mm -hmm. So that's another point of contact with the community if people want to come and join us for prayer. So if I was seeing what it's like as a time of of prayer, of testimony, Mm -hmm. uh, friendship, fellowship uh, around the Lord that we have to have adoration at the end. So it, it's it's calm and peaceful and really, I would say, refreshing. Good you know? and, and and anyone and everyone is welcome to come. So that's the the second and fourth Tuesday of the month, starting at eight fifteen and finishing at nine forty five. So an hour and a half. Beautiful. There might be people listening to this program. Maybe they might listen to it on the on the web. Who might be in Galway or Cork. I assume they can still contact through the web through your webpage yeah. and then maybe yeah. you can get some sort of relationship going maybe over the phone well, or, or whatever. Yeah, well, Fiona and Ed mentioned we have community weekends. We have opportunities mm. where people can come and uh, spend time with us a, a day or uh, two days if they want. And we also have um, missions going here and there and everywhere. So you may watch out. The Emmanuel community what? could be coming <laughs> to a parish near you yeah. Yeah. very soon. So, so watch out. And well, indeed, well. if there are if there are priests out there and people in pastoral parish councils, yeah. uh, write to us, ask us to come. We, yeah. We'd love to come on mission because well, Emmanuel community came on mission to Limerick in two thousand and three to the city actually, and did a kind of a city mission based in schools. And uh, Fiona and Ed actually were at that mission. It was I think their toe in the water at that stage in two thousand and three. But um, it's it's a great opportunity if if you. Uh, you know, for people who know nothing about the faith to learn something, okay. for people who know something to to throw themselves into something, even if it's making tea or, or you know going to to help out even on, on the streets or whatever. What does this uh, this weekend entail? This Emmanuel weekend. Community weekend. Yeah. Well, it's fun fellowship. <laughs> I, I want to know more than that before I go. <laughs> Looking upwards, really, from yes. your own life, mm. and 
telling God how great he is. And the more we tell him how great he is, the more we realize he is absolutely beyond our, our wildest dreams in terms mm-hmm. of how great he is and how, how loving he is towards us. And so, so we spend time in praise, mm-hmm. him, uh, thanking him for all he's given us. Then we have time of, of uh, adoration mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about the community is we, we adore together. We don't, we don't go to adoration on our own. Good. We uh-huh. go together. So, a Pierre, the Pierre Grisada, who's um, founder, one of the founders mm-hmm. of the community, his big thing was, you know, he he would be in adoration, and he would see other people around him, and he'd mm-hmm. look and he'd see somebody really in deep adoration, and that yeah. would inspire him because he yeah. would be struggling. And I think that's why I suppose the name Emmanuel is very good because it's God with us. God it's with not us. God yeah. with me. Yes, yes. But it's God with us, yeah. and uh, and through that yeah. that experience of of being. A following God together, I think mm. we're encouraged in the dark times because there's nobody without dark times. There's yes. no one that, without suffering that sometimes can be almost unbearable. Mm. But together we, we carry it. Anyway, getting back to the community yeah, yeah, again, yeah. we have um, so a time where we learn, you know, because you have to learn about your faith. You can't, okay, some part of it is experiential and it's good to hear people's stories, mm-hmm. but you need to find out more. I mean, I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. In order to improve and, and better myself and, and help the people I, mm-hmm. I care for as, as a pharmacist, I have to study and I have had to study, keep mm-hmm. studying. Mm-hmm. And we need to learn our faith. The same with our faith. It needs mm-hmm. to travel, okay, part of it in the head and then the mm-hmm. heart and then into action, you know. Mm-hmm. So part of our action together is that we all have little services as well to do at the Community Weekend. So I'm involved in playing music and mm-hmm. everybody has a job could be setting the place up you know mm-hmm. you could be uh, on the wash up you could be doing things like that but uh, so it's a family it's a family atmosphere but very much um, people can be themselves mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I would say for me if someone said to me about a community I would have run 10 miles I can tell yeah, you yeah, 10 yeah, miles in yeah. the other direction <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I thought these people would, would live in your ear yeah. Really be watching you. It also was yeah. like a, a sect like feeling. Yes. You know, a cult yeah. or something. Yeah. But in fact, I found the absolute opposite. And I yeah. suppose I can support what Fiona and Ed said there that oh. for me, I really got to know Jesus. It was like the difference between climbing a stairs and going in an escalator. Okay. Okay. You yes. were carried. You're carried along yes. the escalator, yeah. um, and you're carried along to to the other people's lives, mm. how they live it, what you see in other people, mm. little things that can inspire you, mm. um, and also you don't worry too much on your own, about your own weaknesses, your yeah. own sin. You're supported by the community. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pierre had a great saying. He used to say, "Just advance." You know, he used mm. to be avance mm. in French, but it just meant just keep going. Keep going. So don't be looking. He said, "Don't worry about all those things that." Trouble in the air that maybe you're half the time you're going the wrong direction. He says that doesn't matter. You mm. just keep going little by little, and the Holy Spirit is, is a fire. He he burn all that up. He'll take care of all of that. Just just keep going forward. And I think, I think it's consoling when you hear that, that this man, the holy man, now he's he mm. says his case for canonization started. So he he he's on his journey, but he's also giving us I think timely words for our own time because these days I think. People, I suppose, sooth. There's a lot of high standards out there, mm. you know. Mm. Even for students in schools, young mm. people, whatever, mm. they, they they have to score the top the top marks. And really, the end of it all, not, not everybody can score the high marks. But we're all unique, precious, and loved by God. And each of us has a calling. Has something to do. Yeah, and it's exactly. And the world will not be the same without us. The world needs us. It needs each of us. Beautiful. And I think that's. You know, that's what a relationship with God does. It opens your life up so that you can be really you. 
Beautiful. And that's why it's worth really seeking him, seeking him all your life. Keep, keep seeking him. What a message. If somebody doesn't join the Emmanuel community after he listens to that, no, they never will. <laughs> Just a final, a final uh, maybe message, maybe both for Med first and maybe Fiona then, maybe to those people out there at the moment, uh, maybe Jelly touching it there, people who might be struggling with their faith, you know, in view of today's secular society and when it's sown at people and so on and so forth, people who might be alone out there struggling a little bit. What would you like to say to the Med? I want them to know, first of all, that God definitely exists. Mm-hmm. If you have any doubts, put them away, because I can tell you, God exists. And the second thing is that God really loves you. God really loves you. And the third thing, and I think this is very important too, that God is interested in every little detail of your life, no matter how small, even if it's to find a parking space, even if it's to get something in the supermarket, you say, please God, help me with this. He is interested in every little detail of your life. And the reason why he's interested in every little detail is because he loves you. You are not alone. You are not alone. Beautiful. Fiona. Well, I would also agree with that. Those are the thoughts that come into my mind. When living life together, I suppose it's no... Surprise that we think along the same lines. I was going to say, yes, God loves you. He does exist. He's interested in every single detail in your life. So give him a chance. Open your heart. That's all you have to do. He will find you. He is patient. Doesn't matter what age you are, what your background is, where you're from. He loves you. Just open your heart and he will make himself known to you. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And there's one more thing I've got to ask you before we go. My wife and just reminded me there's a thing that. That, that over the years we always notice when we still, when we, we all experience going to Mass and going to church and being in communities and so on and so forth for some reason it's mostly women that are there there's so few men that are there that's a good question John and what, you know whenever, what do you think we could say to the men Ed you see whenever I go to daily Mass it's mainly all women yeah and it's a, it's a question uh, I've thought, you know, why are the men not here? And I always think that women are actually more open mm. than men are. Oh, yeah. Men don't want to admit that they're weak. Mm. Mm. Men don't want to admit, I need healing. Yeah. A lot of men, deep down inside, they do need healed, but they say to themselves, oh, I'm okay, you know, I'm Jack the Lad, I'm, mm, I'm mm, macho, you mm. know, I, I watch all these action films on TV, you know, yeah, there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I won't go to Mass, because if you go to Mass, yeah, that means that, you know, you need help, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a man, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I'm okay, yeah. I'm Superman, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. powerful. Mm. And I think what men need to do is... To have the courage to admit that they're weak. Mm-hmm. 
to admit that, you know, they're not all powerful, mm. you know, that they can and are allowed to cry, yeah. they're allowed to be emotional, and they're allowed to believe in God, you know, mm. they're allowed to say, yes, God, I need you, I can't do everything on my own. Mm. Even though I'm a man, even though, you know, I'm supposed to be this superhero, mm. I'm going to admit, yeah, God, I need you. Mm. So I just like men, to be honest. Lovely. <laughs> honest with themselves. I like it. What a way to finish the program. Listen, lads, thank you very much indeed. It's been wonderful speaking with you. And before we go, Fiona, would you, would you pray with us, please? Just for ourselves and for all those people that might be listening to this program those people who need inspiration uh, and need to know that God as you said loves them all thanks Fiona okay Jesus we know that you're here present with us we know that you're here this very second we believe in you Lord we believe in your presence we believe in your love we bring before you now all the people, all of you who are listening to this program, Lord, we bring you, we bring them to you now. We bring them to you with their families and everything that they're living through. And we ask you to bless them, Lord, to pour out your graces over them and to continue to look after them, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to the Father and, and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without him. Amen. Fiona and Ed Collins, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, John. God bless you. We'll see you again. So that was part two of the interview and the final part of Ed and Fiona's story, a beautiful story. Um, of course, they tell us there that they ended up buying a house in Palais de Montréal and uh, their introduction to the Emmanuel community and their experience since. And Jolly um, then joined us, Jolly and Creighton joined us at the end of the, that interview just to explain a little bit more about what the Emmanuel community get up to these days. So thanks again to Ed and Fiona and Jolly for bringing us those wonderful stories. And I thought I'd play a little bit of music um, this particular week to finish off um, this part of the programme. And it's um, it's by um, Patricia Burke from her album. The, the year, it's, it's actually the year of the vocation song. And I thought it's an ideal piece of music to play. Um, and I'd like to dedicate this to to Ed, Fiona, Jordan, and indeed all the Emmanuel community. So let's say this one is titled, You'll Be My Witnesses.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. Welcome back again to the third part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Join the studio here by Anne, and I'd like to welcome onto the program this morning uh, via the telephone, Jolene Creighton. Good morning to you. Good morning, John. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Jolene. Thank you, Jolene, for joining. Jolene is going to join us this morning as we reflect on today's gospel, which, of course, is for the peace, the, the, the feast of the presentation of the Lord. But always before reading scripture, we are, we, we pray. The spiritual, the, the spiritual prayer that we always pray before reading, reflecting on Scripture. And you might pray that prayer for us, okay. please. Lord, we thank you for pushing us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, offering incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. And the Gospel for today is uh, the Gospel of Luke uh, for the presentation of Jesus, and it goes like this. 
When the day came for them to be purified as laid down by the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Observing what stands written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male must be consecrated to the Lord and also to offer in sacrifice in accordance with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now in Jerusalem there was a man named Simeon. He was an upright and devout man. He looked forward to Israel's confidence and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death until he had set eyes on the Christ of the Lord. Prompted by the Spirit, he came to the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the law required, he took him in his arms, blessed God, and said, Now, Master, you can take your servant, go in peace, just as you promised. Because my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared for all nations to see, a light to enlighten the pagans, and the glory of your people Israel. As the child's father and mother stood there wondering at the things that were said about him, Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, You see this child? He is destined for the fall and the rising of many in Israel. Destined to be the sign that is rejected. A sword will pierce your own soul too, so that the secret thoughts of many may be laid bare. There was a prophetess also, Anna, the daughter of Peniel, of the tribe of Asher. She was well on in years. Her days of childhood over, she had been married for seven years before becoming a widow. And she, she was now 84 years old and never left the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayer. She came by just at that moment and began to praise God. And she spoke of the child to all who looked forward to the deliverance of Jerusalem. And when they'd done everything the law, had, uh, the, law requ- uh, the Lord required, they went back to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. Meanwhile, the child grew up to maturity, and he was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was with him. And that's the gospel for today, the, for the presentation of the Lord. Geraldine, I know it's tight. We've only got about five minutes. Would you share some reflections, please? Yeah, well, I suppose the first thing you think about is that the scene is bustling. You know, the family are coming up to Jerusalem. There's the new baby with them. They're coming to the temple. And it's crowded and busy, just like it would be for us. It was on a Sunday when we going into the marketplace or whatever. Mm. And interesting in this scene is, is Simeon. You know, he's one of the people who's been waiting. There's a lovely line in there that goes prompted by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah and, and something, he, it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, first of all, that he, he wouldn't die before he saw the Christ, the one who was sent to, to, for liberation, for liberation of the people. And then prompted by the Holy Spirit, he went. And um, there's also that bit at the end where you have Anna there and it says that she just at that moment came upon the scene. So it was almost like she also was waiting. And, and, and you can say, well, who am I in this picture? Am I, am I like Mary? Am I bringing, and, and bringing along uh, and helping people understand and love Jesus more? Is that, is that my role through my way I live my life or through, through, through the, the words I speak to people or how I love people and care for people? Is, is that who I am or, or am I a waiting person? Am I waiting? Because we all know about the waiting thing. I was in a queue today for, um, for lunch and my goodness, did I, was I impatient, I'm completely <laughs> mm. impatient. And the one thing about impatience is that you think the action is happening somewhere else. And the action was that I was meeting a friend for lunch, and I thought, oh, I just want to go and talk to her, and I, so I hadn't seen her in so long and so much. And so I was so, so impatient in the queue. Mm. And yet patience, patience, this, 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 this patient, uh, to be patient is to actually be in the moment, to be exactly where you are in the moment, knowing and believing that this moment is precious and something 
that's hidden is going to be revealed in this moment right here, not in the future other place, which is what the impatient person is thinking, that the action is happening happening somewhere else. But, but the, the happening point is now. And I think this is what you see with Simeon, it's what you see with Anna. They were waiting people, but they were waiting in a particular way. And Anna's waiting was fasting and prayer. Simeon's waiting must have been similar. He had something, he had told he had an inkling something a long time ago, and he was waiting for it to happen. And often, in our own lives, we know something. We know something about our own lives. We know either whatever, we're living our lives in a particular way, we know there's more. We can't say how we know there's more to life than we know, but we know either generally hearing other people's stories, but also within our own being, there's more to myself, there's more to me. There's the more, even knowing my own desires, and even if I don't know them, I want to know them or I want to know them more. And maybe there's more to my, my connection with eternity or my connection with an eternal being like God. There's, there's more. We, we have an inkling. We, we know something in the depth of our being. And it's just it's, um, a type of waiting or searching or a searching that's waiting. Or you're actually, because you know it within your being, you're waiting for it to be revealed. And there's something, there's a promise of God in that. Because even in the scriptures, you know, when we know that, that at a particular time in the history of the world, Jesus came. So even God himself waits. And I think this is incredible because we are made in the image of likeness of God. So God, who is waiting, is showing us indeed how to wait. He's also saying there's a time for everything. And often when we're impatient that good things happen in our lives or we get the job or, you know, we're able to, to pay this bill or we're able to, I'm not sick anymore, you know, all these things that we hope for. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's, it's, it's in this waiting time that we can, we encounter ourselves in a new way, but we can also encounter uh, God who waits with us, God who waits with us for this, this this something new to be revealed because, you know, our life is ever-changing, our life is ever-evolving into uh, um, the fullness of what it's meant to be, which is filled with the love of God and the presence of God. And I think that the gift that Simeon can give us and that Anna can give us is that waiting brings good fruit. Their good fruit was, for Simeon, it was absolute joy. He said, I'm ready to die now. That was his answer. I'm ready to die. But he knew that dying wasn't death, death. Dying was a further step on the journey. And for Anna, it describes her as, I think, it's, um, you know, that, that not only, once she saw what happened, she told mm-hmm. other people. She said, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen what we've hoped for. I've seen what everyone's hoped for. And that can do, can be ours as, as we encounter, um, I suppose, in our, our waiting, that's a particular type of patient waiting. When we, when we finally do meet God in that moment and meet, I suppose, his, his life and his revelation of the meaning of our own lives and there are the direction of our lives, that we have received hope, we can also give it to others by, by the good things that happen, you know, as a result of that. So I'm going to finish with a word from, beautiful word from um, Teresa of Avila. I love this. I love this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just pray it really slowly. Okay. It's fam- one of our famous prayers, but it says, Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. We ask the God who alone suffices to make himself more real in my life and in all of our lives, that we realize that's our being God is close, he's near, and with him we have everything we need. 
Jarlene, that was beautiful. Thank you very much indeed. I'm sorry for the shortness of time. Just before we've just finished up the programme, just to remind people again, uh, tomorrow, uh, the 3rd of February, uh, the Feast of St. Blaise. Uh, Wednesday, uh, the 5th, uh, St. Agatha, Virgin and Martyr. Thursday, St. Paul Mickey and Companion Martyrs. Friday, the Feast of St. Mel, uh, the, 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 the Feast of the Dice of Arden, Clonmac Noise. And Saturday, a beautiful feast, St. Joseph and Paquita. I don't really have much time to go through them all. Jolene, uh, thanks again. Uh, thanks to Anne. Thanks to all Ed, Fiona and all people who are praying and have joined in this particular programme. The beautiful feast we got today, the Feast of Light, really, uh, the Feast of the Presentation. So I might go out with this piece of music. It's a piece of Laudate music. It's a piece of Teze music, and it's from the album Laudate, and this one is entitled The Lord is My Light. So until next week, which I, well, I hope we're going to have some people in to speak about the launching of the prayer book in Newcastle West. But until next week, God bless you all now. Bye-bye now. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.